Hello and welcome to another edition of Editing Aloud. My name is Sameh Zake. With me at the desk today are Tiseso, Asha, as well as uh, Patrick. We're going to be taking a look at some of the key um, stories over the last while. So I want to start off by looking at the G20. Asha, you, you, you attended there with uh, the who's who's um, of, from the political and, and, and business sphere. What is your sense of what, uh, what um, happened there? Did you by any chance see the whole Ivanka Trump um, trying to get into, um, you know, conversation with the world leaders? I miss it, unfortunately, because I was a bit too patriotic. In fact, I was uh, at the same time I was attending a um, press briefing or rather a, a meeting between our president yeah. and um, Japanese businessmen. So I missed it, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think the outcomes, uh, you know, it was successful, a successful um, summit. Um, I think also for the South African delegation, they felt definitely it was a, a very fruitful occasion it was also good to see that um i mean the world i mean some of the the grouping the top uh, the top 20 grouping they i mean they stood ground and then they pushed back against trump uh, trump's attempt to undermine an international effort to um you know to fight climate change mm -hmm. i mean they all signed you know you know they all signed that uh, uh joint statement which is i mean which is which is good to see mm -hmm. but wasn't yeah. that sorry wasn't it in the same week that we had news that um, China is opening a coal-fired coal -fired power station a week. Uh, but still, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And, and clearly there is a, you know, there, there's a sort of broad international front against Trump, um, you know, on the issues of the trade war. Uh, sometimes I find it a bit surprising in that I find that some of the countries which for political reasons oppose him and... Uh, and and support china um while china at the same time um has done massive harm to um to the manufacturing bases of of countries around the world so you know again with international relations you'd feel they'd be um as they should be they're not really friends or enemies there's interests and i trust what you say it's 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 so is that is that uh, the South African delegation, you know, spoke up for, for South Africa's interests and that our own manufacturing and our own economy, that, um, you know, that our interests are, are, being put, uh, are being put first before those of the, um, you know, the geopolitical ambitions of world players like uh, Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin and, um, and the aforementioned Donald Trump. And one always hopes that in going into these uh, international forums, um, that that is the case. And unfortunately, there have, you know, there have been instances where where one wonders to what extent uh, local interests are being are being um, sacrificed in the interests yeah, of yeah. international solidarity. But I also think, uh, Patrick, uh, you know, going into this, I, it was clear that, you know, South Africa finds itself also in a very tricky mm. position because, mm. I mean, uh, you know, in as much as we are aligning ourselves more towards the East, uh, mm. you know, the U.S. <laughs> remains an important um, trading partner for South Africa. Um, you know, over this weekend, what was clear as well is that um, Japan increasingly is going to become um, sort of a, a, a key feature in our, in our, in our you know, trade relations, mm -hmm. um, speaking to one of the special envoys, um, Pumzile Langeni. I mean, she was excited, um, you know, at the fact that, you know, at least uh, 
26% of our foreign direct investment pan accounts for that. And that's according to figures mm. um, that are from mm. the presidency. Um, so it's, 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 it's significant. The East is significant. And I think sort of, um, you know, South Africa just has to trade a delicate line. Absolutely. Well, we recall the um, uh, Jacob Zuma himself as president sort of four or five years ago in Beijing at the China Africa Forum saying, look, um, you know, we have our own interests. And, uh, you know, and Africa is increasingly asserting itself as, uh, you know, as a, a, a starter and perhaps still minor, but, but becoming more important, a manufacturing sector. And, you know, it's really important that, um, that in, in choosing sides in this sort of international power play that we, you know, that we really speak up for the interests of our people yeah. and not just and not just our governments yeah. you know which like to cozy but the people itself you know and you see people uh, you know losing their jobs in industries that are being laid to waste by by cheap production chains around the world and um, you know i think zuma on that occasion was was quite correct in saying look um, you know we, we we're not a colony um, you know and also in terms of the the exports obviously uh, uh, volumes of exports are are important, but also important is the type of exports. You know, if we're just shipping iron ore, coal, and uh, you know, and, and raw materials, sure, I, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. But we want to um, we want China and, and Russia and, and and the United States, where they have it, uh, with a goer to some extent, to open them, uh, their markets to our to our manufactured goods. Um, but getting back on that, what a pity to have missed uh, Ivanka <laughs> uh, standing with uh, world leaders. World leaders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, what stood out, I mean, apart from Ivanka, which is um, very, <laughs> what stood out was the fact that on the sidelines of that, um, you know, of that summit, Trump and, uh, you know, and the Chinese president, they, you know, they took time, you know, to sit down and say, well, look, you know, the trade war. Stale, yeah, yeah. Stale. yeah, the stalemate. We yeah, need to do something yeah. about this. And we, you know, but... But you never know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, what, what, yeah. what active steps do they take? Um, yeah, I mean, that issue? Yeah, yeah, some of the steps that they have taken <laughs> was that, you know, uh, Trump is not going to, you know, uh, impose any more levies. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And in return, China is going to buy, you know, unspecified, but in Trump's way, tremendous amount of, <laughs> of um, you know, agricultural products. <laughs> Mexico border. The US. And so then they are back on the table. They are talking. I mean, which is, you know, it's good for us. I mean, it's good for the yeah, rest of the absolutely. world. I mean, it, those are the two biggest economies yeah. um, uh, in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, that came out. But you never know. You never know with Trump. Trump is volatile. You know, um, uh, you know, talks can collapse anytime, like they did in May. Um, I was just going to say, I'd like yeah. to throw a word of cautionary. I mean, one of the yeah. uh, London-based consultancies, I mean, they were actually very pessimistic, um, you know, by Monday already, and they were reminding mm. us that at last year's G20 summit, mm. um, you know, the, the, the two countries reached a truce, and hardly yeah. six months later, um, you yeah. know, uh, Trump imposed those tariffs. So I think, um, you know, heading into the next couple of months, heading into um, mm. uh, 2020, are like to be, likely to be very interesting. And we could be surprised by sort of, you know, another development yeah. <laughs> in the near yes. future. So. Yeah. I mean, on, on the back of that um, whole, whole China, China thing, has anyone picked up uh, what's going on in, uh, in Hong Kong, the, the, the yeah, massive protests that, that we, are, we are seeing? Some of them yeah. are being likened to the Tiananmen Square 
um, kind of gatherings. Have you seen any of that? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I haven't it, been following. Yeah, I've not. I mean, personally as well. I mean, the stuff that I, you know, I don't have an informed opinion on that. But you know, it's it's interesting to see that you know Hong Kong they can, you know, they can stand up and actually say we Senate want our, to, yeah, you know. No, yeah. we want our, head, our voice heard, yeah. and, um, and China seems to be taking this. Uh, you know, it, it, it seems to be rubbing China the wrong way. I mean, what do you what do you think? Of, yeah, you look. Know? I mean, apparently, uh, at some point, you know, a quarter of the people in Hong Kong mm. have been involved in these protests. Mm. But the big question is, why, why did the um, why, why did the police, why did the authorities allow um, that quite small group of protesters? to break into the Legislative yeah. Council building. Mm. You know, a process that took, that took more than an hour of battering, which was clearly a sort of bulletproof uh, window there. Mm. Uh, so allowed them in, allowed them to trash the place. And one wonders, you know, is this part of a, of a longer game of, of kind of winning over some um, uh, elements of uh, Hong Kong society by isolating the so-called radicals who've now turned to, to violence and, and seriously disruptive behavior, mm. or the Chinese calculating that, uh, or is it on the other hand, are they preparing some sort of uh, clampdown? Mm. I mean, you mentioned Tiananmen. I mean, notably, what, 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 what they didn't do is what they did at uh, Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square. Mm. So clearly there's a lot of pressure on uh, China. Yeah. You know, when obviously when, when Hong Kong uh, moved back into, into Chinese control, the idea was that, uh, was that each, each of the two systems, the Hong Kong system yeah. and the China system, that they'd both change to sort of meet each other. That's not going to happen. But that's not going <laughs> to happen. You know, yeah. the Chinese, uh, you know, all the, 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 the news reports of these protests and the break-in at the Legislative Council mm. on CNN, they were all blocked in China straight away. So no one in China officially sort of knows about them at all. And that's unfortunately how the Chinese Communist Party rules. Yeah. Yeah. They don't allow a crack of light. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't see them putting up with this in Hong Kong for that much longer myself. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some of the um, local news. Uh, we had uh, in the, I think, I suppose on the front page of the business day today, the EFF possibly going to try paralyze the Joburg and Tswane um, municipalities. Uh, Patrick, it was always going to be a problematic relationship. Sorry, did I? No, no, yeah. carry on. Yeah, it was always going to be a problematic relationship between um, the EFF and, and the DA. I mean, I mean, ideologically, they are far apart. I mean, we've always known that. And you know, they, the only reason they got together was so that they can defeat the ANC, make sure the ANC is not in power. Yeah. But, you know... It was always, this is, this is the result. I mean, this quasi-coalition uh, that, you know, it's basically collapsing. I mean, it's headed towards collapse. I mean, if you're not going to vote, you know, what, what is the result? The result is uh, you've got, you know, you've got paralysis, paralysis basically. You can't, you stifle decision-making. And this comes at the time when, you know, we we saw the uh, the Auditor General last week mm. um, saying how municipalities are, you know, are doing so badly. It's a you know, it's an unforgiving spotlight on yeah. how bad things are. Yeah. And now you've got two of the biggest metros, um, uh, two two metros in, uh, probably not the biggest, two metros in the economic hub of South Africa, and 
there's a chance that there's a prospect of you know stifled decision making and this is where the money is made this is where the economy is uh, 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 is being pumped and it's it's a worry it's a worry i don't know what's, what's uh, yeah yeah mm. well i mean as you say a very uneasy fit to the da and eff mm. and surely in the interest of of the of the uh, of the ratepayers and the residents of these two metros, yeah. surely a more logical fit is the DA and the ANC. Mm. Um, look, I know a lot of people are going to throw <laughs> their hands up, uh, that, yeah. but that surely is the, mo is the more logical fit. Yeah. I mean, the DA, to a large extent, they'll, they'll deny it, is, is a bit of a sort of, sort of ANC light. You know, they're not that far apart. But what worries me in the EFF, um, mm. uh, EFF versus uh, the DA, um, the residents, the ratepayers, seem absolutely secondary to any sort of consideration. Mm. And reading that story, and, and possibly there's an answer elsewhere, one can't really understand just why uh, th they've taken this uh, decision. Mm. I see uh, Sir Julius Malema says something about uh, the, 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 the DA not, not voting with the EFF. Mm. And, uh, mm. uh, but I always thought the EFF was the, was the junior partner uh, and clearly it doesn't want to, clearly asserting it's, it's itself to you. So Patrick, in the business day today, and I think um, you've been following it quite closely, we've got the um, public protector ruling, which is, they claim is biting Ramaphosa. Why is that? Well, I guess, uh, you know, others are calling it uh, Ramaphosa's and Kandla. Right. You know, basically we had Tuli Madansela come out with her uh, a secure and comfort report uh, several years ago. Uh, recommending certain uh, remedial uh, remedial actions. Uh, the then president, Jacob Zuma, resisted that. The Constitutional Court stepped in and said, yes, that the, the, the findings of the public protector are binding. So what's good for Ramaphosa now? Uh, what's good for Zuma? Should be good for. Uh, should now be good for Mr. Ramaphosa. So uh, Musi Maimani, of course, uh, end of last year, uh, really started all the trouble with his question about the 500,000 rand donation uh, to the CR17 campaign. Um, I mean, little could Maimani have known that he seems to have plunged us, and I'm not blaming him personally, but he seems to have plunged us into uh, a, a massive constitutional crisis, because here we have a president who accepted around the world uh, accepted by the majority of the ANC delegates at Nasrek in uh, December 2017, uh, a man who commands huge respect, and yet here he is on the receiving end of a, of, of a, of a, of a public protector finding in respect of his public enterprises, Minister Pravin Gordon, uh, which says, well, here you go. I found against you. I want, uh, um, I want remedial action. Of course, he's since gone to court and said that... Um, uh, no timeline was specified, also no particular action uh, was specified. And obviously they're hoping for a constitutional court ruling uh, on Mkobani in respect to the Bancor, uh, her Bancor report, which has been heavily criticised both by judges and in public and by the media. Um, and that this in turn may lead uh, to some sort of proceeding in Parliament whereby the public protector is... Um, uh, unseated. Mm. 
Mm. Whatever way it turns out, it doesn't look good for our constitution. Yeah. That, uh, but is, is, I mean, could an argument be made that there is a, a political bent to this? The approach <sighs> that the public protector is taking. Look, you join the dots and uh, an animal called uh, uh, political interest seems to emerge. Mm. You know, perhaps you're joining the wrong dot to the wrong dot, but it's very difficult to escape that impression. Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, uh, Busisiwe Mkobane advocate uh, says of um, Musi Maimani's complaint in respect to the 500,000 that, that there's nothing to stop her delving deeper into issues around this. She doesn't have to restrict herself to the particular complaint. Mm -hmm. She can go around it and find other... Uh, and then when you look at the finding in respect to the, of the Freda dairy farm, she seemed to fall over herself to limit that in such a way that that, that report now has also been called into question, also yeah. subject of, uh, of, um, of uh, court uh, To be court fair, appeal. though, uh, to be fair, though, I mean, I, I, I know there's um, a, a cloud hanging over uh, our public protector, I mean, her competence has been questioned uh, quite a lot. But, you know, I, I still think that we still need to respect the office. Um, we still need to respect the institution that she occupies. And if her investigation into Ramaphosa is warranted, and Ramaphosa himself has come out to say that, yes, I inadvertently, uh, you know, took money, you know, I inadvertently lied uh, to Parliament. Mm. And she's investigating that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we, we shouldn't say, I mean, there's a sense that uh, what she's doing, she's tainting our messiah, she's tainting the, pe mm -hmm. she's tainting our, the person who's supposed to mm -hmm. save us from, uh, you know, uh, uh, basically get us out of the hole. But if that person has done something wrong, she, he should be investigated uh, by a person, by, by, by Mukwabani. Uh, self, because we should also, uh, you know, go with the principle that you know, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Let's see what you know, what the court, uh, what the court says about you know about her conduct and with uh, with respect to to absolute Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd agree with you there. I mean, mm -hmm. but possibly, um, you know, possibly one should really come to the the, the powers of the public protector. Um, does the public protector wield too much power in our constitutional setup? And it's not unusual in constitutions and deliberations and uh, uh, around uh, constitutions that um, one moves sort of to one side and then to the other before finding what would be a proper balance. Yeah. Uh, because it does seem it does seem unusual that a person can make a complaint that the complaint can be investigated, and that. The, 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 the refusal then to immediately comply with, yeah. with, with the findings in respect of that complaint puts you at variance with the Constitution mm. um, and, and liable to be removed from office. Mm. And you think, well, these are fairly easy, not easy, but they're fairly straightforward legal steps that can short-circuit yeah. uh, months of elections and politics. And so... I agree with you completely. You know, she is in the job and we have to respect the office and it's an important part of the constitution. Yeah. But 
Should we be revisiting and, and possibly in, yeah. in future but it's cases? Going be, it's going to be a messy battle for, for Parliament, though, because they've got to basically adjudicate I mean, um, to yeah. that question of whether she wields too much power mm. or whether her findings are necessarily mm. um, binding mm. um, as, 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 yeah. as she has found. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, definitely. Um, it, 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 yeah. What came out basically at on Monday, in our story on Monday, if you saw, she, I mean, she basically said that the president is failing to uphold the constitution. That's, you know, that's that's a pretty huge indictment on 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 Absolutely. the president. Yeah, and you know, it's in the past. I think if it had 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 um, Tuliman Madonzela said that, um, I think um a lot of people would have been up in arms i mean it would there would have been an outrage but because it's her and she mm. she doesn't seem to hold that credibility that mm. you know uh, that you know she doesn't have that you know, tell you know that you know well what, what do you think uh, asha no i i mean i i certainly think so and i mean i i, I don't have an informed opinion yeah, necessarily yeah. from a political perspective but yeah. i mean just uh you know, I can. It's it's clear that the there is uh, in the you know court of public opinion, yeah. um, she doesn't hold much sway. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's in, and one can even see that. I mean, just in the engagements with the business community, with the president himself. You know, mm. um, you know, we often had a business community at odds <coughs> with the former administration and the mm. former president, um, where you can see sort of you know more or less now they move in sync and and definitely I I I, I you know I think that um, she's just going to have a difficult time actually, yeah. um, uh, um, you know. Elevating or rubber stamping her authority. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, yeah, um, you yeah. know, how long she survives. So she <laughs> just to add to that, you know, it, it's not just the court of public opinion. Yeah. It's in the courts. Yeah, true. Yes. I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the courts have, have found big problems with her bank corp yeah. uh, finding, uh, her uh, remedial action to change the constitution, to, ma to change the mandate to the Reserve Bank. Yeah. Uh, her Frieda uh, Dairy report. Yeah. Also up, um, uh, also up in contention in the courts and being heavily criticised by the courts themselves. Yeah. All right, I want to move on um, quickly to the uh, portfolio committees that we had. I think the chairs were um, elected, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken. But we have a story here that um, Mutambi rubbishes the idea that any of these committees are captured or former um, Zuma loyalists. Uh, you got a smoke on your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I mean, like, yeah, it's very difficult to believe what she's saying that, you know, none of the committees, I mean, if she has it, yeah. and that is not captured, it's, 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 I mean, it's very hard to believe. I mean, she, yeah, I mean, she made a mess at the SABC. Um, we've heard, uh, you know, uh, in, in testimony from the State, uh, state Capture Commission yeah. um, as to how you know how you know how bad things were, and then how mm -hmm. you know how she took instructions from 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 some of the you know president uh, former president Zuma friends uh, the Guptas. So but but with the yeah. with the election of these um these these various chairs, is it, is it a sign that Ace Mahashule is indeed getting his way, Patrick? It seems to be. You know, we carried a report in the Sunday Times, uh, I think three weeks ago. Uh, you know, about the caucus meeting on the Thursday being cancelled where all of these, I call them the Zuma shadow cabinet, uh, where, where that was all stopped. But obviously, you know, the ANC is a big, uh, is a big party with many competing interests. And uh, 
clearly there are factions, and clearly the Ramaphosa faction isn't always going to get its way. Uh, you know, Ace he seems to have a sort of constituency, um, and in the ANC, and wields considerable power. So yeah, he's he's flexed his muscles a little bit, and he's a little he's, bit. He's kind of said, look, um, you know, um, it's not going to go. It's it's yeah. it's not going to go all your way. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's touch on some company news. Um, we had uh, Truworth uh, slump says the venture in the UK faces a big debt re repayment. Um, it's not the first one to get burnt over. No, the UK, definitely, yeah. uh, Smey. It's um, it, it's a huge problem basically because I, I, for I mean particularly for shareholders. I mean, from the start, I mean, it was going to be, it was odd that they would choose to go to the, to the UK where, uh, you know, retailers are already facing uh, competition from, you know, nimble competitors like, uh, you know, your e-commerce giant, like mm -hmm. e-commerce, so like yeah, Amazon, for example. So why, why would you go there? Why would you go there when you've got growth, you know, in your backyard in Africa, you know, you've got, I mean, if you see, see some of the sales figures from the likes of uh, uh, ShopRite and uh, Marshmart mm. from outside of mm. South Africa, mm. elsewhere in Africa, you see that, you know, there is growth there, but yes, it's not easy to turn that into profit. But in the long run, that's where money is, that's where growth is, that's where people, you know, are going to continue buying. The middle class is growing. Uh, the economies are growing much faster than they are in the UK. Uh, it, it, I find it very hard. I, 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 I found it very odd that they chose to go there. But as you say, they are not the first one. Uh, there's been plenty, actually. Yeah. You, sus you suspect the bosses uh, want offices in, in London rather than in Dar es Salaam <laughs> or in uh, Abuja? Um, yeah. I, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think so. I mean, because yeah, most probably if you, you will find a better, you know, a better hotel in London than you would in Abuja. <laughs> 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 All right. So, <laughs> Let's leave it there. That is it for this week's edition of Editing Aloud. Do join us again next week. Goodbye.